Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Rules for Life with Beth and Helen. Hi. Hi, here's Helen. <laughs> Helen's made an entrance. Uh, this week we have Harry Hitchens. Harry Hitchens. What a guy. Uh, we have just spoken to him actually. We're yeah. recording this immediately post-interview. Very, very organised today actually. So organised, we're really on it. Uh, Harry spoke to us about some some pretty good stuff. Yeah, I liked his rules a Nothing lot. Nothing I was expecting. No. And all... Eclectic. Eclectic and all good for a bit of a debate. <laughs> That's a stir a debate. We got really off topic, actually, uh, but in a very good way. Hopefully a way you'll enjoy. Yeah, we talked about school trips and Leicester Square. <laughs> Vegas. And, and Vegas, uh, which Helen loves. Love Vegas. Harry doesn't, but he's never been. <laughs> so it's quite an assumption to make. Yeah. Uh, anyway, have a listen, and uh, we will see you on the other side. Yeah, we will. Bye. Bye. Ready? Uh, I guess ready? so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I hate starting it. Helen never uh, starts. I do. It. I'll start. Go on then. We can keep this in. <laughs> Hi everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what episode are we on now? 28, 29? 28, which 28. is my age. That's Beth's age. A lovely week, age. I too. say that every week. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, no, for the past few weeks, because <laughs> I keep, we did episode 26 and I went, Helen's age, and she went, I'm 27. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be 28 for much longer. No. Everybody send in the birthday cards. Yeah, that was everyone. a hint, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, um, anyway, we are sitting in a really swanky room. Yeah, we've come to Harry's offices, which are Mad Men themed. They yeah. are Mad Men themed. Yeah. Um, really nice. They have posters a lot of, everywhere. A lot of cupboards that don't have things in them. Yeah, we're both, we're all smoking yeah. at the Cigars. moment as well. Harry's got a whiskey yeah. on the rocks. <laughs> yeah, classic, classic me. Helen is pregnant and so is smoking and has yeah. a double whiskey yeah, on yeah, the yeah. rocks because this is Mad Men. Yeah. And I am wearing heels <laughs> and lipstick to work. I can't think what else they do in Mad Men. Do they get perms? Oh, it I, got not really. very close to being a sex chat line. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing <laughs> Vans and M&S thermal tights. Whoa. Whoa. I'm wearing a busty number. Oh, a busty jumper and... <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for thanks having, for having us, us in your office. Yeah, no, thanks for coming along. Thank you. Um, do you want? How did you find coming up with your rules for life? It, it was it was uh, easy at the start, difficult towards the end. Okay. That's all I'll say. I mean, it's a it's a toss up, isn't it, between doing things that you actually follow and things that you find are quite funny that you want to say on a podcast to make people laugh. <laughs> yeah. So that's. That's what I've been uh, tossing up. Rule okay. number one. Uh, rule always. number. Well, always. I think I think always. I've always just trying to be quite honest with myself. I've it's been a good it's been a good process. No, but I was going to say like rule number one is always go for the laugh, never yeah. for the actual rule. Yeah. So say something like. Well, no, because you can't you can't do that. That's not my rule. You can't Beth. exclusively Stop to, do laugh. No, I didn't. I came on this podcast for the truth, <laughs> and you're trying to. You're, to here help, you are shoving truth. stuff down. Do we want an auto cue? <laughs> yeah. You're going to erect a. A function I, so that I can just yeah. read a script, Beth. Now you're giving away the secrets of the show. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's scripted, like the Kardashians. <laughs> Is it scripted? No, no it's not. It's, don't it's tell not me that. It's not it Made in ruin. Chelsea. I stopped watching Made in Chelsea because I decided it wasn't real. I used to think it was real. I think I stopped watching on series So is two. none of it real? I thought Kaggy and Spencer was real. Listen, that wasn't real. Hugo and Millie were real. They're now married and they have a baby. Yeah, so that must be all real. All fake. All fake. All the baby's con- fake. All- <laughs> <laughs> the 
then it's <laughs> a storyline for Hello Magazine. But then is it that because I was thinking this because sometimes they very authentically cry. So either they're really good actors or, or it's they're a bit just real. Miserable, saw, maybe they're miserable with themselves. Because you yeah. know that Francis Boulle, Boulet yes. and Jamie Lang do a podcast now and a comedian called Alfie Brown was on it and he, I saw a clip of him talking to them and they were, he was saying, I used to watch it and he was like, but you guys were always funny. But he was like, I didn't get it because the girls in the show were always crying, but it's, <laughs> it's not so real. True. So why are they always crying? And uh, Francis and Jamie were like, oh, 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 oh my God. <laughs> so true, so true. Came in here the other day. Did, did they? they? Jamie. Of course they did. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, he came in the other day and a guy in the corner of the room behind me went, Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> right. And Jamie turned around and went, yeah, didn't recognise him. Yeah. And he goes, Jamie, it's your neighbour. I'm your neighbour. Oh. And Jamie goes, oh, yeah, n- nice one, mate. Oh. Yeah, cool. Oh, no. Terrible. Do you think they were joking? No, no, no. He was, he was, he was probably just hoping that he would let everyone in the office know that he, he lived next, to lived Jamie next Lang. door to Jamie Lang. Jamie it's not know. as bad as the time I was in the electric house and, and <laughs> someone got up, went up to Idris Elba, <gasps> shook him by the hand and went, hey, Idris, you won't remember me, but 10 years ago. And it's just like, oh. if it's anything starts like that, you should stop immediately. So cringe. I've if you have to explain how somebody knows mm, you, no, thank they you. don't know you, do they? No. I've worked with Idris Elba. Clang. And I wouldn't do that. <laughs> God, horrid. <laughs> that's actually made me feel really uncomfortable. No, what, that it, it I was know Idris no, the, no, no, that I know. What that I personally know <laughs> the whole concept of. No, yeah, horrid. Why do people do that? Do you? I. We will go on to rules in a minute. No, that's fine. I. I'm <laughs> <laughs> very nervous about saying hello to famous people to the point that um, I either pretend I don't know who they are. Just yeah. to get like, just to be friends with them on mm. a normal level. Mm. Yeah, person to person. Or, uh, so, or, or I just don't do anything. The only famous people that I have ever approached to ask for an autograph, and there are two of them, which was last week. Katie Hill, who used to present Blue Peter <laughs> when I was fair. younger, Very in a fair. cafe Rouge at Cairo on New Year's Day when I was ten. Oh, mm. fine. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say uh, nowadays she might the like second it. person. Better. James Arthur, the winner of X no. Factor. Why? No. Two days after he'd won the X Factor, no. had a picture with him. No. How old were you then? Why? God, why? How, when did James Arthur I win don't the X Factor? Because I don't know. I was really overwhelmed. I was really overtaken by the whole... I thought it was, he, was, he was the last good singer that won X Factor. Stop. I did haven't won X Factor since. Did you see his tweet recently? He no. said that music artists aren't original anymore and they're not making any any songs that are saying anything they're just copying artists that have gone before them coming from the man who won <laughs> x factor on a cover you know he, he is outrageous no simon's fault what was his song when, that he won Beth, with? I'm, I'm actually i've known you for a while beth and i'm quite disappointed that you are sticking up for, for james, james arthur, arthur. Him. Sounds I'm like you saying, are. At the time, I was really swept up with. Beth, like... I think it's quite obvious that you are in love with James Arthur. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> obvious. Screw it. I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say it. He did a very good song. I only know two of his songs. I don't, Not a he... mega fan. Look, I, I liked him at the time. This isn't recent, Harry. I didn't even know you <laughs> when this happened. It was my profile picture on Facebook. For how long? Oh, years. So much worse. Not that long. I was so pleased with myself. He Have you ever had a profile so picture drunk. with a famous person? Yeah, you definitely have. 100% haven't. Well, 100% haven't. I I've, have once. Who's, oh, who? I've, Chris Martin. I've, 
That's oh. a good one. Yeah, I like that's Chris. Allowed, Chris, isn't it? Chris, Chris is a solid, cool. solid profile pick. Yeah, officiado. Oh, what, is James Arthur not? No, absolutely not. No, <laughs> categorically no. No, thank you. <laughs> Unfriend. It's a no from all four judges. You're not through to the live shows. No, when, when I started university, in the first week I started university, the second series of School of Comedy was premiering on TV. But it was on after the in-betweeners on E4. So everyone used to sit in the common room because back in the old days, you only had one TV per hall. Uh, unlike now where you have a double bed and an ensuite in every school- hall. What? Anyway, yeah, my brothers have ensuite what? problems. Yeah. Double beds? Anyway, Disgusting. the point is we had like a TV room and that was where you all watched yeah. TV. And everyone would sit and watch the in-betweeners and then school of comedy would be on and everyone would leave. <laughs> um, but... Um, that that first week, the Inbetweeners was a really big thing, and James Buckley, as in Jay from the Inbetweeners, came and DJ'd at my university in Freshers Week. <laughs> my friend Stan had a picture with him and had it as his profile picture for years and years, and we were like, "That is, that's the celebrity that you're going to have." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. That's I think even it's, less. It's than cooler it. than James Arthur. But if he's, no, and it's if not, he's not stuck it's, with it, that but James Arthur was a complete chance sighting. That's the point of it. I didn't queue up to meet him. <laughs> I was just stood next to him in a in in a members club. <laughs> <laughs> I stood next to him in the Groucho Club, and I, I had a picture with him in the smoking area. My dad I, was there. <laughs> I think. I mean, the, the I think the best celebrity interaction I've ever heard is my mum. She's she's amazing with celebrities. Mm. She's come to some fancy parties and premieres with me before, and she uh, has she's done several things like not speak english and complete gibberish to <laughs> will young is it will young, oh, it's will young. Love will she young. spilt a canopy a tray of canapes over gok one brilliant once. and the third and most impressive and brilliant celebrity encounter she's had was was without me present unfortunately but she was in waitrose and uh, martin clunes was on the same aisle as her and she didn't really <laughs> think it through at all and she in a split second just thought she knew him <laughs> oh, like, no. so she's kind of going going for the kind of whatever you know cauliflower cheese ready meal at, at, at you know waitrose Niche. and she uh, looks up sees martin clune and just goes oh hello <laughs> as if you know he's just a guy from around the corner that she'd like to catch up with and she just realized what she's done he he, he quite politely apparently just went hi and she just kind of ran off in a flustered wreck. Cause... But they, they must know, because like yeah. with my brothers when they were younger, once we went, when so I think I was 21 and my brothers were 11, so it's a while ago now, but we went to LA <laughs> Hollywood, on a baby. family trip. Uh, and on the flight there... All of Downton Abbey got on the flight. All of Downton Abbey? All, well, I didn't. I don't watch Downton building. Abbey, but like a lot of them. And they all turned left because they were all going to first class. And we mm. were not. And <laughs> so that was like the first. It was like, woo, they were on the plane. Exciting. Celeb spot. Anyway, didn't see anyone whilst we were actually in America. And then when we got the plane home and we were at Heathrow, David Tennant had been on our flight, but also Professor Lupin from Harry Potter brilliant so my brothers were literally like on their ipod touches because they didn't have phones at this point like zooming in <laughs> in the queue on a picture of professor lupin and i was like please stop doing this it's really rude he's just a normal person <laughs> and you're like two rows away from him really obviously like <laughs> then afterwards <laughs> my brother tyler or oh, was it ben i think it was tyler 
just sort of walked along next to David Tennant, just sort of like staring at him <laughs> with his David Tennant with his trolley to the point that David Tennant stopped his stopped his oh. trolley and just turned to my brother and I went, "Hi!" Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. Hi! Oh! And my brother was like, "Awful! <laughs> Absolutely awful! Terrible!" But I mean, what more of a story. A weird eleven-year-olds following you, but that's what I mean. All like saying hi is you know the best you can do because you can go. Yeah, it's me, and mm. seem like a real. And someone like bastard. Martin Clunes, you know, it's legit. They could, they could Martin live on your Clunes on your road. Everywhere. He feels like someone. You, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As a regular at the pub. Yes. You know, it's, it's yeah. hard to distinguish. If it was Lady Gaga, different. Different. She oh, wouldn't be hello. in Waitrose. <laughs> there, love. Hello, I recognise you. Love. Oh. Shoes. Where did <laughs> you get those from? Oh, no, I'm just getting a cauliflower cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love how my mum is an East End cockney lady <laughs> at the moment. My son Harry. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the industry. Uh, anyway, anyway, sorry. There's so some chats about famous people. I'm sorry yeah. I've let you down so much. Yeah, it's okay. Maybe you should be taking me out on the town more and get me to meet some. Take you to my my spots. Yeah. Real celebs. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. <laughs> Martin Clunes in a profile picture. I wish. <laughs> this is the stuff that dreams are made of. Uh, anyway, right. Let's let's, let's hear your first him. rule. Okay, first rule ready? number one yes. is. Be a psycho bitch when you need to be. Oh, wow. I've come Old. up with this one this year, and I think it's really important because I've recently got to back together with my ex-boyfriend, and we were kind of recounting scenarios where we had been a psycho to each other. Are we allowed to say psycho? Is that very politically no, correct? No, it's fine. I don't know. Maybe well, not. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a phrase. A psycho bitch is better because yeah, it kind of brings bitch. it into the realms of um, colloquialisms rather than offensive yes. slurs. But I think... Um, <laughs> We yeah we we've both been uh, on on multiple occasions completely inappropriate towards each other when we've been kind of breaking up or something's been been challenging for us and and um, we've been we've been quite crazy and I think it's really important to let that side of yourself out and actually um, not not kind of squash it in any way and it's kind of just another version of being yourself I guess but I think it's important to let the mad side out mad side out of you because you know we still love each other dearly we're very very connected on a deep level. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's important to let someone love that part, that side of you, um, that part of you that can be obsessive and paranoid yeah. and, and scared, um, because they understand that that's not the whole of you. It's the, it's it's just a kind of reaction to the situation that's that's going on. So yeah, be yeah. the psycho bitch. Love makes you do you crazy things. <laughs> crazy things. Crazy, crazy. I haven't done anything that mad. It's not, yeah, I'm not what sort about, of thing are we talking? It's just like you know. We've both we've both been in situations because we we kind of broke up for practicality reasons. It wasn't really because we didn't love each other. It's yeah. because we couldn't be together. And so when either of us found another person, that was when our psycho right. side came out yeah. a little bit. And so I think um, there were multiple texts, or should I say, flurries of texts <laughs> yeah. that both of us sent each other. And I and I don't regret any of them. And I think. There are other people that I've dated who have been bad at texting or not actually very caring or never really asking me how I am. And I've wanted to say something, but never have. And I think it's important to mm. confront these things and Whereas, be... Do you think if you're in a... Like, uh, a say sexual relationship, that's not what I meant, <laughs> but like not a family relationship, like a love... Romantic. romantic. That's romantic. the word. Thank you, not God, sexual. she goes that straight to the, the sex every time. If you're in a romantic relationship with someone... I think you're more inclined to do that because you're you're at more of an extreme end mm. 
like unlike your family where the love is usually <laughs> again about to say the wrong word was about to say unrequited <laughs> what's the word <laughs> unconditional lo- unconditional, unconditional yeah. god i'm not having a good day <laughs> uh, when your love is unconditional obviously that you know family relationships can be extreme in other senses mm. but yeah i've had it with my boyfriend where when we weren't together all I wanted to do was send him the most revolting text all day, every day, <laughs> like morning, noon, night. Mm. Did and you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't do it all the time. I think Sarah Millican <laughs> once said something about her ex-husband where she was like, if you want to send someone a shitty text, write it out and wait two hours and if you still want to send it then you're allowed to send mm. it that was the rules she implemented okay. herself mm. to stop her sending it like blah, blah, blah. and i was like two hours isn't enough time <laughs> i could sit on something <laughs> like 10 days and still be like i want to send this and i want to add to it yeah, and i want to make it worse i yeah i mean i i i don't have that filter at all and and i, I did i do for some people i think but um maybe there's something inside me that knows they can take it and maybe a little bit of me wants to test to see whether they can take it. <laughs> yeah. But um, and if someone loves you, they should. You know, they they should they they should <laughs> fucking take it. And the chances are, there's no smoke without fire in these situations usually. So if you think someone's being a bit of a dick, they probably are. Probably are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you've got to check yourself with all these things. But be that psycho bitch and fight for yourself. Allow and it not... to come out. Yeah, because so many people are like, oh, there's this brilliant brilliant book that Adrian uh, found. My friend Adrian, I live with him. Uh, we was <laughs> weird disclaimer. Adrian, we, my friend Adrian. Adrian, his birthday's on the sixth. I'm a human being. Adrian, he likes clothes. Adrian, I can't say things. Um, he's a, he's a, he's he's a nice nice man. He he's a nice man, and he found a book on a wall and. <laughs> So on a wall. Yeah, he did. Oh. I found a book on a wall as well at the same time, and this <laughs> sounds very strange. Been on a shelf. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it like hooked on the wall, like a painting. Yeah, it was on a, wall. on a wall, but it was sort of floating. Someone but it sort of had these wooden oh, things. On like they'd, a, left, they'd left the books out. Wall. They'd said, "We want to get rid of these books. We're going to leave them out on the wall and hope people take them." On a wall <laughs> outside the you house. No, like a, ah. a low wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I've heard of walls. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. <laughs> she yes, was thinking okay. like that. Um, and 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 it's this it's this book called Thirty Five uh, Tips to Get Mister Right, Ooh. and it's written by a woman for women mm-hmm. in 1995. Brilliant, a lovely time. It is just incredible. And the <laughs> most 1995 part of it that I saw was one of the chapters was you know number 28, uh, always be in control of phone calls. Right, and the phone and the rules were never let a phone call last for more than ten minutes. Always what? be the one to end it. Think of reasons such as, "Oh my goodness, I've got to get on with my work," or, <laughs> or my bleepers bleeping, yeah. <laughs> which Someone's is the most nineties thing, right? Like and this. Oh, no, oh, my so I'm so sorry. Um, but I, but the, I kind of read this book, and it was really funny to read. But it was also kind of disheartening because it was just telling everyone to be anything but themselves mm. and it was mm. it was so disingenuous and and it made me really annoyed and i think that's what this means is like to don't be afraid to break the kind of dating mantras the dating rules you know sleep with them on the first night who cares yeah. you know get to know them um if you want to spend more than four hours of them on the first date that should be acceptable you know some people say yeah. you shouldn't spend any longer than this time you should you know whatever i i think i think f- fuck the rules and just you know be the, the I love that because also then you're starting if you start by pretending things about things or like start by 
trying to control things, then it's just going to end badly. Mm. Yeah. Actually, before my first date with my now husband, I was literally like, oh, I'm not, fuck the rules. Mm. <laughs> fuck the rules. And I was like, we had a really long date. We had like a, I was, I, <laughs> we d- we didn't Did wait. We didn't <laughs> wait. They didn't wait. I was trying to get out of phrases. Wait till, they didn't wait till marriage. We so didn't wait till marriage way. to have intercourse. And also, um, <laughs> we <laughs> I straight after it, I text him, and my, my friends are like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Mm. And I was like, "Just so you know, I don't want to just like have a casual thing." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "You said that right after that." Yeah, yeah. Literally the next day, I was like, "I'm just, I'm just, I'm actually just looking for a relationship." And I just text it. And after I text it, I was like, what the fuck did I do that for? And he was like, okay, cool. Yeah, you too. I, <laughs> I was like, I great. Great. It's, it's so different because I think, and it doesn't always mean be, be the psycho bitch, mm. but if you get to a point where you know what you want, you're not afraid to go, yeah. well, if I lose that person because they don't want what I want, then fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I won't yeah. be with that person. Really important. So I'm just going to put exactly what I want and feel out there. And if they re- if they shut down to that, I'll go, no, oh, well, it's their loss. Mm. And I also stuff that you might say is psycho bitch, like wanting your text replied to or, you know, needing to see somebody more than however many times a week or whatever it is, that stuff actually can make you, especially in the early days of a relationship, like actually very anxious. Yeah, mm, it can, yeah. And to, to be able to say that you need certain things is actually just really important. And if, if that person can't give them then you're better off knowing that mm. than like driving yourself insane because... Yeah, just put your cards on the table. So yeah. tell them what you want and then if they can't handle it, they can't handle it. Yeah, bye-bye. Leave, bye. leave, leave, <laughs> leave what they need up to them. Yeah. Stop trying to second guess everything they're, tr- yeah, they're thinking ask. and doing. Leave, they can do all the thinking for themselves and I'm, I'll they? do all of mine. <laughs> they just, all you know... All five of them. All five of my... <laughs> no. <laughs> your children they can look after themselves <laughs> I don't want to give you dinner tonight it's yeah. going to make me anxious so sorry me 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 listen if you can't handle it walk out the door Brilliant. right I mean I like that I like that a lot I'm okay. intrigued do you ever okay. say that you don't like a rule yeah we do we oh, do okay. say that not that I often did. But, I did um, with my friend James because he had lots of stupid rules sorry yeah. James okay sorry James <laughs> uh, this might be a bit of a stupid one but I think I was trying to think to myself what are absolute rules that I can categorically say are totally the truth and should be the truth for everyone's life. Okay. Not just my own, okay. but the entire world. The entire okay. population of the world. And this rule is more important than I think any other on the list. Mm-hmm. It's very simple, and that is to never eat on Leicester Square. <laughs> <laughs> I think this should be carved into the, the books of law in our country. Mm-hmm. Are there books 12th of law? Twelfth Commandment. Yeah, I the Twelfth Commandment. I love how you everyone in the world. I love it. <laughs> Everyone in the world, Leicester Square banned. Okay. To eat at. All right, so. so to eat at. <laughs> I say. If you want to go Helen's to a premiere. Got to say I've got some questions got to say. Okay. okay. <laughs> if you have something to say, raise your hand. Um, I, okay, I'm going to go first. Beth, you can't choose who goes first I by can. putting your own hand because up. Because I was so going to say something go before first. you were. And then I noticed <laughs> you going like this. Um, okay. Yes. Yes. Very <laughs> similar to my rule, uh, yeah. which is never eat at places that have pictures of their food, mm, especially if they're laminated. <laughs> but the only loophole is if you're abroad. However, I often think <laughs> when you're like in another city like Rome or Barcelona or whatever, there are those cities' versions of Leicester Square. Yes. yes. So don't. what you're trying to say is don't eat in 
the Leicester squares of this world. Or yeah. just Leicester yes, squares. Yes, but, also, but also just Leicester square. <laughs> but also, once I finished work when I used to work around Soho and Charlie Cox had come to meet me. Love Charlie. Name a friend drop. of ours. And we had nowhere to go. And we no, went. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You're no, in nowhere. Soho. She'd come to meet. Yes, okay. We're going to Soho. But nowhere to go. We couldn't be at the place that I was. I think it was like a, it was like a Tuesday not a night or something. So everywhere's empty. Guys, listen, I'm in the middle of a story. Okay. So I was like, I really don't have long. I need to go home to bed. Why don't you just walk to the tube with me? And we were walking to Leicester Square. And you know that awful, like, Italian sort of... Are you talking about Bella Italia? The sandwich bar. Not Bella the one that Italia. does sandwich and pasta. I don't know. It has pictures of its I food. Do. Opposite it's outside. It's such a weird mix yeah. of people. They've got yeah. inside, outside. You're like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. do you cook? Yeah. Charlie and I sat outside no. and had a glass of wine and a portion of chips. And it was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that I will, n- I probably won't ever do that again. Harry's shitting himself. I just, but I just, that was like, I think about that all the time because me and Charlie were like, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> we think, are sat in Leicester Square. For the lols, yeah. I maybe can maybe an ironic an meal. An ironic meal. Okay. But if it's done more than once, the irony is, is wearing thin at that point. All yeah. the times I've now eaten on Leicester Square are coming flooding back. <laughs> No. Seriously. Why are you more angry at me? And Helen has definitely eaten. No, Do you I'm want to hit all the times I've eaten the Leicester Square? I'm in shock. I think right, so I've, I've definitely had a sandwich at the place you're talking about. Really? Yeah. Ugh. I've the one opposite the View Cinema, basically. Yeah. 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 Mm. I've had a Burger King there. That's Is that allowed? Surely a bit of a loophole. It's not I like you have a down. sit down I dinner. I forgot about the Burger King. And there's a but McDonald's. Now there's but like I tell you what. I tell you what. There. If we if we're saying the rule starts from now. We've got five guys really close. So Burger King. Bubba Gum Shrimp. Bubba Gum Shrimp. Don't forget <laughs> that. Don't forget that legendary Bubba institution. Bubba Gum Shrimp is the Leicester Square of restaurants because there's so many places. I remember seeing it on <laughs> Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. And me and my dad and my brothers were like, oh. I went there on Santa Monica Pier. Well, there you go. But we we went there and we have a, a quote that we always say in our family because we were walking past and there was this little boy and he walked past Bubba Gum Shrimp and he went, Bubba Gum Shrimp? I love that place <laughs> anyway we've never been but it's in the i thought santa monica pier f- fair enough place for it to be because mm. it's a seafood restaurant leicester square mm. why are we buying t-shirts with bubble gum shrimp good on it question. in leicester square good question why are we what doing does anything? bubble gum shrimp have to do with leicester square well, what, what does anything have to what does m&ms have to do with leicester square exactly but that's all like it's the to- it's like tourist land leicester square is is a really horrendous for anyone listening who doesn't know what <laughs> leicester square is it's a place in london where all the film premieres happen it's How quite famous for that people in for all your for all your listeners in aberdeen you know, aberdeen Nah, they've been to London. China. China. For we all do your have ch- a couple in Hong Kong. Actually. Yeah, we do. For your big Chinese fan base, yeah. Leicester <laughs> Square is 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 a, is an unfathomably uh, <laughs> touristy destination. Touristy destination. I think I think it's just an awful place. I I have a I have a good story about Leicester Square. Yeah. But when I was on a really bad date and and I got what, to this, if, if you went there, that's why. No, no, I didn't go to Leicester Square for the date. Okay. I went. I went for a date in Soho, and it was kind of the point in my life where I, I was at the point where I couldn't have sex with beautiful people if they if they bored me anymore. <laughs> I think there was a point up until there was, a, there was a period of years where I could have sex with someone who was really hot, yeah, even if they were terrible people, and it was fine <laughs> because you could just you just get on with it. You just kind of buckle down. 
<laughs> and, and have a good Lay time. Back, think of Leicester Square. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it was kind of this moment where I was like, you're so gorgeous and you're so beautiful, but I couldn't do it. It was so boring yeah. and, I, and, I, and I had to get out. So I said, I'm really sorry. You're really boring. I need to leave. <laughs> and I didn't say that in, the, in, in so many words, but I said, if you mention your parents are in oil and gas again, I'm going to die. So I had to leave and I got out and he was kind of upset, but it didn't really matter to me. And I, <laughs> I walked away and I, I have this great, great friend of mine called Alex and he, um, uh, I, I call him my high class twink because he yeah. works in, <laughs> in fashion and he's so glamorous and brilliant. And he's, he, he's just, he's just so, um, he's, he's the high end person in my life that can give me any advice I need. And he was sitting outdoors in Leicester Square at a shitty, awful, awful restaurant with this guy in a cheap three-piece suit opposite him. And I thought, fuck, he has been <laughs> taken on a terrible date to Leicester Square. Alex, you know, the person who works in one of the most reputable fashion brands in the world, is now being taken to these kind of plastic faux <laughs> wooden chairs yeah. uh, eating, you know, a sandwich that's five days old. And so I texted him and I said, look, I've just got a really bad date. I think you're in one. Yeah. right now do you want to come get a drink and 25 minutes later we were in a bar having a good drink having escaped our terrible yeah, dates and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was it was very nice it was a it was a good good mo- it was like a richard curtis film yeah. but i think also because i'm thinking uh, there used to be like there's, there's a spot in leicester square between two cinemas which where the restaurant changes probably monthly mm-hmm. yes and um it used to be like a sort of quaint like mama's mummy's cooking sort of vibe restaurant there, which I've definitely had some meals in. But I think the thing is as well is if you don't grow up in London and then you come to London, you do think that the place to eat is a tourist destination. Yeah. Everyone from Seven so Oaks goes on their night out at exactly. Zoo on Leicester Square. You go to Leicester Square. I, I have grown up in London and I have never ever, and there are other people who have, I don't actually even know where Tiger Tiger is in Leicester Square. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. It's on Hay- not ha- a uh, Haymarket. Clue. Oh. No, but isn't oh, there one in that? Leicester yeah. Square? I think so. Well, Zoo. there's clubs on Leicester Square and I don't know where they no, are. I Down like back it. alleys. Do you no, know what's you. even worse than eating on Leicester Square? Mm. What? Living on Leicester Square. Oh, Which God, I did for approximately four months. Why? How? So, why? How? We're here um, to find out. <laughs> and I'll let you know next week. No, um, so I, I had a professor from university yeah. who taught me and liked me. Oh, God, where's this going? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and, and, and he owned a flat like right next to Leicester Square. Very Brilliant. swanky flat. And he was going to New York to teach. And he was like, do you want to live in my flat? And I didn't live in wow. London. I didn't have any money. So I was like, all right. Sure. So I just lived on Leicester Square. And I'll tell you, it's actually horrible. Mm. Because your nearest is. Tesco is Covent Garden. Awful. That's nowhere to do your weekly shop. No, no it's not. It's just... Uh, oh. you, to go anywhere, you have to walk through Leicester Square. Awful place. I'm just so sorry. I think this is just... It just has to be the most... <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. It just must has to be the most absolute rule. But it's rule. so weird because, for example, I was about to say, there's not a loophole to this, but the second that you get off of the square like the prince charles cinema chinatown right. one oh, yeah. road yeah, yeah. over mm-hmm. bubble tea everywhere yeah brilliant give but it to me <laughs> <laughs> i've never had bubble tea maybe i'll do that soon please do but yeah weird horrid horrid rancid little, place horrid little boy <laughs> yeah horrid little boy <laughs> horrid little boy um, that place yeah just never eat there ever 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 no, okay. Well, don't I'm do well we don't we don't disagree I, with that, you. But that I felt like that was up, I, I like that that was up for discussion. Mm, yeah. Have you ever 
Do you think in any other cities you've ever eaten in the Leicester Square of another city? Only if I'm with family and they've chosen the restaurant. Because <laughs> they take no... My family have no interest in researching the yeah. old town. Yeah, or, you yeah, know, yeah, Wherever you're going. And they have no interest in kind of... Food is a kind of necessity. It's like, get it in me yeah. now. Oh, I've got calories in my body to make sure I can walk endlessly around tourist sites that we're paying yeah. astronomical sums of money for. <laughs> Whereas if I go to a city on my own or with a friend or whatever... Usually I just kind of chill out and, and don't see as much, but have a bit more of a relaxing time and I, eat good food. When, Sounds um, nice. With my dad and my brothers, whenever we went anywhere, I remember going to Venice and we ended up in the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> and we were sat around a square table and oh. we were, you know, like a small one. So all Fuck. opposite facing each other. <laughs> But they were all not looking at each other in the eye. They were all looking at TV screens. I took a picture of my dad. I'll show you the face now because he was just like that. In Venice. I can't show you that on a podcast. In Venice with some... But then it was funny because that was... That was, yeah, that was like... I think my brother got half a pig. It was called the half pig thing. Half a pig thing on the menu. But then they went to Lisbon again together this year, my dad and my brother. They put up these pictures in a hard rock cafe, and I was like, "Come <laughs> on!" They did a lot of nice. They did a lot of cultural stuff, but I was like, "Come on, lads, stop!" I going know to it's the hard a funny tradition, but stop it now. Brilliant. Oh. But yeah. Also, I think when I went away with Adrian when we were filming in America, because they had just been four boys in a rancid old camper van for a month, yeah. and also just having a breakdown because they were just editing constantly when i arrived from the airport to meet them in denver they were all just in a starbucks and they'd been there all day because the wi-fi didn't work in their airbnb so they'd just been sat for like 10 hours editing in a starbucks all of them none of them said hello to me like we and uh, like going out for dinner was like well we step outside of where we are and whatever you see, that's where we're going to eat. <laughs> where I, whereas I was really up for like, just even going on the Maps app on my phone, which worked without Wi-Fi, and just re- seeing just what was nearby. Else. And I found some fucking great places. It's what you got to understand, Beth. In, like, it's, it's, car it's, parks. The, uh, it's the glamour of filmmaking, I know, I know. and, and <laughs> it's, it's how it works. You know, know. It's just, they were choosing the high life. I t- I made us go. Like I found all these places to go when we were in Vegas because. And one day, Adrian just was so stressed out he didn't even leave the casino. I think we we were walking to the place I'd booked for dinner, and he was like, "I can't do this," and just bought us <laughs> food from slots. Starbucks and went back <laughs> up to the room. And I made us go to some place that was called like Rock and Roll Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, know, but I think that actually was really good. Vegas is actually really good. Vegas to America is what Leicester Square is to London. Yeah, fucking love Vegas. Yes, except yes, yes. But there are yes. some interesting places in Strip it. Strip clubs, casinos, cinemas, and yeah. and shit restaurants. Have you been? Yeah. To Vegas? Yeah. No, yeah. I think it was I've been. Square. No, I I've have. I've never been to Vegas. I have. I loved it's Vegas. Not as, it's not how... Have you been? Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Of course you do. What do you mean, of course I, I do? I don't know. There's just oh, no, something about no. you that that would really appeal to you. <laughs> no, because the reason why she not says, of course... Not the strip clubs. You, you know, but Helen obviously is, is a prolific gambler and... and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's got a problem. She's a problem. In general. So that's why she'd love it. really. She's always... Vegas I find to be an interesting place and it's not quite the Leicester Square there are parts of it that can be Leicester Square it's actually Celine was there for a long time Dion oh well as as if you had to say (laughs) sorry we're on first name terms (laughs) 
old uh, Celine. What other Celine would it be? Honestly. Well, Celine. I haven't heard of any other Celine. Uh, I would describe Las Vegas as more of the Westfield of right. America. What do you mean okay. the Westfield of America? Because it's a lot of big... It's not a shop. There, there are shopping centres. Everything is a shop. <laughs> All the casinos. That's actually quite profound. It's really that's profound. Everything is Everything a, shop. a shop. Everything is Best a shop. Best That's on the gravestone. Capitalism. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to quote myself on that now. <laughs> <laughs> Much worse. Yeah. The, yeah. All the casinos and everything. It's all swanky looking and marble, and like you get lost in them because they are just these huge, huge mongers, humongous places that are shops, casinos, hotels. It's a big playground for adults. But then downtown Vegas is the interesting bit because you can actually afford to go there. It's not about the gambling. It's just got loads of cool bars and restaurants and stuff and you can walk around. Whereas when you're on the strip and other places in Vegas, you're just, it's just like a huge road. It's so weird. And then you walk into this building and then you can't get out of it for about an hour and a half, even if you want to. Debenhams. Yeah. (laughs) Like the Debenhams of America. Debenhams always get lost. <laughs> <laughs> and John Lewis. John Lewis is a minefield. tough one. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't make it clear. <laughs> Did you say a minefield? <laughs> like, instead no. of a minefield, well, it's, mi- it's, it's a minefield. It's also a minefield. It's, it's a minefuck. And it's a minefield. The thing with John Lewis is the half levels. They fuck you on that, don't they? They're Do like, they? Con- there's Every little time. half levels. It's not even a whole floor. It's like, oh, just put a few steps there. And you're like, where am I now? What? In which one? Very disorienting. Most John Lewis's. And I've got to say, private education prepared me for a lot in life, <laughs> but, but, not for, but not for John Lewis layouts. Not these half levels. <laughs> Surely at private school you get taught all about where the sections in John Especially Lewis John are. Lewis. The haberdashery department floor four for when you need to um, stitch your your brownie badges on what's now on to uh, now on to waitrose <laughs> and and the derivative little waitrose I, I went to i went to a state school for primary school and one of our school trips she's a woman of the people yeah oh. i really am one of our school trips was to waitrose <laughs> this is how the other half <laughs> we lived. Got to, a research or maybe it trip. was still set no 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 it wasn't safeways it was waitrose safe and ways. we got to go into the trip. staff room and into the freezer room and they took us around. All I like. I like the idea of doing a kind of uh, a, a kind of dissertation on that. Yeah. A chapter of you know of herbs you can't get in the little waitrose <laughs> that you would be able to get in a big one. No. It's important they to know do, they because they don't even have little and big waitrose. That no, not in those no. just waitrose. Well, that's good because then you could probably get sage. I imagine can't get a, can't, can't get sage, sage at a little waitrose. Birth. Can't get sage for love nor money. <laughs> it's very hard to find. It doesn't matter. Waitrose is just an insane look. If what was what subject was the trip? Yeah, what was that? I don't know. It was just the lo- it was a local supermarket, <laughs> and it was like a thing that they always did. A day out. We also had a weird thing. I mean, my brothers went to this same school after me, but ten years after, and they had such set traditions for like what topics you did. I was really gutted when my brothers didn't have the exact same experience as me. But you did the Romans in year three. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, a local butcher would always (laughs) donate a pig's head for the fake Roman feast that you had. That's quite we didn't eat it, but we had like a fake Roman scary. feast. So it'd be like cheese on sticks, and be like the Romans loved cheese (laughs) or whatever it was. Loved cheese on sticks. Did they have cheese? It looked like a kid's party, but there was a pig. I just love the idea the of them of kind of giving the, the 70s classic cheese and pineapple <laughs> on a stick and going, yeah. this is what the Romans ate. They love when in Rome. <laughs> 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 but they did that, and then 
the Waitrose trip was also one of them. There was also a local pizza place that I think oh, well, in year four you had like a special treat where you we, went and did the yeah, pizza making class. We had that. Which now Pizza Express doing is very we did that with very Pizza bougie Express. now. With Pizza did Express. You? It was like a had. local because Pizza Express is a franchise, isn't it? So it was like local companies opening themselves local up to companies. Schools. Yeah. Well, you know, secondary school depressing state school trips yeah. are even worse. Are they? The one, I didn't the one find that any of these depressing. I loved them. Oh, we were, we them. had uh, our geography trip that everybody went on every year in year eight was Walton on the Nays, which I can tell you is the worst beach in the entire really? country. Sounds awful. It doesn't even sound like a beach. It sounds like a Walton care on the Nays. Never go, never go I to. Went on a what is that? Walton on the what? Walton on the Nays. It's an absolute mind field. <laughs> it was a geography trip. <laughs> Anyway, what was sorry. The rule? What was the rule again? <laughs> Leicester Square. Leicester Square. Square. We got far with that one, didn't we? We went all around the country. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that, and I would like to extend it to the Leicester Squares of the world. I, I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. The, the globalisation of that rule is really important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, identify your Leicester Squares. <laughs> yeah, and send them in. Tweet <laughs> us your Leicester tweet Squares. Tweet us your Leicester Squares at Rules for Life. Thank board. you. And let lovely. us know the places that you sh- will never and should never eat. Yeah. Rule three. <laughs> Rule number three. Mm-hmm. Um, very simple. Just cook as much as possible. Oh. Rule oh. for life. You've got yeah. to cook as much as possible. I, for the last year, have eaten unfathomable amount <laughs> of Deliveroo and takeaway. Oh, and it's been yeah. really bad for my health and my wealth. Mm. And, <laughs> and, 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 I've, and I've, I've realized I'm quite a good cook. I, I, I did cook before this kind of year of, of takeaway. <laughs> and, uh, and I've got back into it recently and I've just, uh, I've just completely fallen in love with it again. I think it's a really important thing to do to calm myself at the end of a day. Yeah. Make good food, make simple food. It doesn't need to be complex or fancy. Make good food for your friends. It makes you feel good. Yummy stuff, healthy stuff. Yeah. Also, just very cheap to cook. Yeah. Very and cheap. do you know what? Tastes better. Tastes better. I've been, re- I've been feeling a bit lazy. The, because I'm pregnant, so I'm allowed, it's fine. But, um, <laughs> what? Helen? <laughs> Um, but um, and normally I cook even not bo- not interesting stuff as Beth will know I cook like the same boring stuff but I was like oh I just can't be bothered to do any cooking let's do ready meals uh, and I did a week where I was rubbish. like and, and a bit of delivery mm. and I was like it doesn't even taste as nice no. Deli- ready meals are disgusting actually even the nice ones and expensive and then delivery yeah I was just like why did I delivery pasta when I could yeah, nicer pasta, and it's a third of the price. I think well, there yeah, are d- you definitely. Th- th- my rule about delivery is there are some things that should not be deliveryable. Like <laughs> once I was very very jet lagged, hadn't slept at all, and was, I think I'd me and my housemates had had a drink the night before, and I was awake at five in the morning and went and sat on the sofa and watched the Kardashians until delivery opened, <laughs> and delivery <laughs> so a full English breakfast. And it arrived in sort of like one of those silver baking trays that you might buy from the pound shop to cook a turkey. (laughs) That's very specific to me. Uh, And (laughs) it was all like, everything was very separate. You do not deliver eggs. End of the rules. I'm so... Scrambled eggs, poached eggs, any eggs. The only eggs that you should deliver are ones that are in like tonkotsu ramen or whatever it's called. Excellent eggs. Excellent version of an egg. Stunning eggs. Yeah, brilliant. Keep, them, keep them, you can deliver. 
but pasta is another one I don't think you should deliver because you're probably going to have to warm it up when, and it's also so quick to make it your own house. I, I think I think yeah, it's just, it's just it's just a good thing to get into the habit of doing. And if you have your your recipes that you know you can cook well, just make simple stuff. Yeah. And 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 I think it's just an important thing to do. It's a bit of a boring rule, but it's one that I've really set myself now from now on, just to make sure that I'm not lazy and actually. Do you meal plan? Um, no, I don't do that because I I cook for my house a lot. So yeah. so I live with three other people, and um and so I cook for them a lot, and we just kind of judge it night by night and we have our staples that we love um and then um, what are they well I, I make this kind of creamy salmon pasta with Ooh. peas and we do i did a mushroom do a mushroom pie as well which is nice mushroom they pie. like that yeah it's very delicious it's basically just anything nigel slater writes <laughs> I, I i make and he's he's one of the best i think um recipe writers in the ever He's just like amazing, very accessible, very simple, nice. and very yummy. And you know, you just got to love butter if you like, if you want to make butter, anything. Put butter, salt in, then it will be nice. Basically, and just learn how to make food. It's uh, it's such a simple thing. There's so many things that people don't realize you should do, mm. especially like how you treat salt and and fat in, in food, and and um, that that can make it the difference between it being very very bland and very very tasty. So I think, yeah, yeah it's worth just taking a bit of time out of your schedule to plan this and just be the cook that you're meant to be yeah. <laughs> inspiring I, I like it because of the calming aspect. yeah, yeah it is calming yeah. i am i've realized i'm good at following a recipe <laughs> so but that's like that's no, quite coming in the sense because you go look what i've done yeah <laughs> look what I've yeah. Made. magic and you can be really pleased with yourself it resembles the picture yeah sometimes <laughs> and it tastes good and you're like i know how to make that now i don't need to follow the recipe next time what's so funny is that i I, I, the mushroom pie that i've now perfected when i did perfect it i was oh my god that looks exactly like the picture and i realized it was the first time that i'd followed the recipe (laughs) and before i just put it on a higher cooking setting to get it cooked quicker yeah and and all the the bottom was always soggy and i had no Uh. idea why and i thought oh I've just listened to him. I've listened to Nigel. <laughs> Nigel was right. And and he was, to- you know what? This world-class chef was totally right. <laughs> it's funny I that. like this is like the film Ghost where Nigel Slater came in and like... <laughs> that is, that is my literal dream. I wrote a fan mail to Nigel Slater when, I was, when I was nine. You were nine? Yeah. So you've, so you've been, been a, a long, hard I've got man. all his books. I one day I'll meet him. I'm really, I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be in my profile picture. If, <laughs> He's if there's allowed. anyone who's deserving of that privilege, yeah, it's it's Nigel. Together wow. one one day. You kissing him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smooch, little smooch. Yeah, I think he's. I like, think he's single. I, I <laughs> might get one of his books for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Should. I'll send you some pics. <laughs> <laughs> some hot pics of Nigel's book. <laughs> some pie. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very... You can't really argue with that one. Yeah. Sorry. No, no it's I fine. Don't, we don't want to argue with it. a good one. It. No, it's it's nice, and I think it's uh, like self... What's the word when you... Self-care? Yeah, self-care and self-improvement. Mm. You're Wholesome doing something activity. that is like calming you down, but also you're le- you're teaching yourself something via Nigel. It's C. like The Sims. You're gaining like cooking points. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? smart. And also, when you're cooking, you can listen to a podcast mm-hmm. and drink wine. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to do. I love drinking wine when drinking no one... wine while cooking. Great. Having one glass of wine whilst I prepare food is my one. 
That's <laughs> cute. Sorry, I meant one. But like, well, more sometimes. But then you don't want to be happy yeah. to two. Bringing the plates in. You're right. when you're cutting with a knife. Beth is definitely going to be the kind of mum who like sticks those things on her fridge. My mum used to have like oh, 20 no, of them. It's like, them. I love cooking with wine. Sometimes I put it in the food. Yeah. Well, that's I have that on my doormat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of my rules, I was just going to, just for fun, I was going to say, just live, laugh, love. Yeah. <laughs> just, have a good live, time, guys. Laugh, love. <laughs> Hashtag lads, lagers, laughs. That was something that a boy I went to school with once hashtagged his picture with. Brilliant. And I put it under everything. Brilliant. <laughs> picture me and my grandma. Hashtag lads, lagers, laughs. Yeah. Yeah, one glass yeah. of wine because I... I've decided that as I approach my 30th, I'm getting very much more accident prone. Are you? Yeah. Well, you, I mean, it's you broke your arm. My awesome. arm, I, I once had an operation because I cut into my finger with a knife, oh. chopping an avocado. Oh, no. Avocados are dangerous. No, no, no. I did that whilst I, I lived mean, yes, in Liverpool <laughs> and nobody in Liverpool knew what an avocado was. Brilliant. They all thought I was really posh. They were like, how did you do that? And I was like, I was shopping an avocado. And they're like, an avocado? You're so fucking you posh, that? aren't you? Where did you get an avocado from? And I was like, the Tesco Metro at the end of the day. Tesco Metro? <laughs> they do them. Yeah, they do. What's funny is you're actually in the voice of, of uh, Liverpool football fan Bill there, who has a uh, very high-pitched voice for a man of his size. He does. He yeah. does. He's very large. <laughs> going with it okay rule three four 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 Four. this this one's this one's uh, a a recent relatively recent realization of mine Mm. so i I, i've got to admit guilt to breaking this rule up until recently outrageous don't ask people how old their dogs are (laughs) why don't do it don't do it i ask them that all the time i know we all done it beth (laughs) but we all done it I'm, i'm here tell you to stop it right now why don't do it again not why? even from now what in case the do it one more time the dog has already died then stop <laughs> why aren't you allowed to i looked after my friend's dog i'd look after my friend niece's dog every now and again and it's a gorgeous dog it's called lady gray and it is good a day. perfect dog in every way it's mm. very cute very adorable good for cuddles not so good for walking around parks etc why because everyone comes up to you and strokes a dog first question mm. how, old how old is, is it right and that <laughs> I'm sorry, My but first there's only. Be, what are the, what's, what's its, its name? Yeah. And I always say it. Oh, can I pet your dog? Fine. Ask me permission to pet my dog. Not even my dog, still. <laughs> can I pet the dog? It's not Should mine. I own up to the fact that it's my dog? I don't know. It's a kind of bother. I want to get on with my walk. Yeah. Let's hope this exchange lasts. As, 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 do you, have you ever noticed how pe- people who both have dogs never talk to each other about their yeah, dogs? Yeah, that's true. When you walk past, you smile, you nod, go, hmm, yeah, we're not going to do this to each other. Yeah. We're going to walk on. If you're walking past someone who doesn't have a dog, they always bloody stop. They always bloody <laughs> yeah. ask you questions. I'm just trying to walk here. But that's but also that's what I think is they would be able to tell that you weren't the actual owner of the dog because of mm. how you respond to them. I pick up that dog's shit, right? So I deserve all the attention, cuddles and love and beauty from that dog, not a random stranger in a park. And I'm sorry about that. Actually, I'm wow. not sorry. <laughs> why aren't you allowed to ask how old because it is? it's just it's Annoying. just everyone asks it is there no reason behind it there's no need for you to know and it is useless I, info to and be you, fair. it's totally what do you do with it <laughs> what it's do you so do with it the only reason you say it is because you want more time paid than the dog that it's a so time true. killer so and true. so you just and so you kind of oh it's really awkward imagine anyone imagine like oh that's a really cute child can i pet your child, or, how old your child? or that's a they great do do that with babies or. to be fair 
Mm. They do do the babies. But I I think I think it's just uh, I think it's just a weird thing that we go up to someone and 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 take hold of their thing, you know, (laughs) even if it is an animal. Uh, and and then to kind of you know just have the audacity to ask such an unoriginal question, I think it should be banned. So I don't think people really care. No, they don't. They don't. I, it's just filler. It's filler. And and if you want to, I'll give you five minutes. If you want five minutes, if you want five minutes liberal. with the dog, just don't talk take to it me. Away. <laughs> don't talk to me. Ask the dog how old it is. Yeah, yeah. ask the dog because actually the dog has should speak for itself and mm-hmm. it's it's quite offensive. Also, how many people remember? Because my no parents' one. dog, I couldn't tell you how old he is now. Mm. I don't, I I never tend to do this. I don't. I'm not. The You're not a dog person. person. Well, that's the thing. Stops and asks the dog I, how old I, it is. I, I I did. I do make up the age. I don't know how old the dog is. <laughs> so actually, seventy three. I say two. Yeah, but I, I say two years old. But I've said that for the last probably two years. So they're 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 like they're no, getting false information. <laughs> I, do, I do. I would ask it if I was in a situation like like I'm not the sort of person who would stop and ask on the street how old a dog is but if i'm enforced into a dog situation well, no, because to try and avoid the fact that i'm like i don't actually want your dog near me the scenario like, is how the, old are they? Yeah. the scenario isn't that you're stopping someone in the street to find out like, <laughs> no, but you excuse me, excuse me. Like if you're, if you're in a park can you just stop? how old are you <laughs> two all right great and <laughs> so i'm doing a survey <laughs> on uh, the ages of the really dogs in the local they area actually stroke it or go yeah. up to it. they just asked it. okay interesting good to know <laughs> yeah okay yeah. so there's Don't no there's it. not like a there's just certain etiquette okay. what questions are acceptable um what's his name okay, name's yeah. fine well, name's you probably fine would have asked that before you got to age okay well <laughs> what's other things you say uh you look, nice, you, look, you look nice today <laughs> to the person or to the dog <laughs> to me <laughs> to you oh yeah. can they ask your you age do, okay so you're annoyed because when you look after your friend's dog once a week <laughs> you are annoyed that the people who approach you ask how old the dog is and don't tell you that you look don't, nice i don't matter <laughs> is that, that the rule yeah i don't matter at that point <laughs> in their eyes <laughs> Okay, no, I think I, I'm getting to the bottom of this. I, just, now. I, I think so. You know, I, I go, go. You go through so much shit, literally looking after a dog. <laughs> you do, and and I, I love the dog, and it, it it gives me love. I give it love. It's a great. It's a good exchange of love. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they don't deserve any of it if they're going to ask questions like that. <laughs> Why don't they ask? Kind of, I don't know. Or what breed it is? That's another annoying question. But that is quite a bog standard. <sighs> I know exactly. I, it's dog I used standard. to look Would... after a dog as well mm. that was the biggest dog in the whole world, and it, it was my housemate's college. <laughs> Not world it record. Was, it was, and everyone. She's quite an unusual breed. She's one of the ones that looks really like mm, miserable, mm. and she's a dog de Bordeaux, which is just so much fun to say, darling. If anybody, uh, <laughs> so much dog. She's dog, dog de Bordeaux, darling. Dog de Bordeaux. <laughs> she's called Mika. Dog de Bordeaux. Dog Have you ever met a dog that speaks another language? <laughs> <laughs> In a foreign country, speaks is speaks is the speaks is the wrong. I met word. some Italian dogs. Also, oh, they, like what you say, basta, and they'll go. And so <laughs> that means stop in Italian. No, oh. I am. Um, is I, that what you mean? I met a dog recently who's French and doesn't respond. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, doesn't respond to English <laughs> commands. Smokes cigarettes. <laughs> red lip, red lipstick. Fucking but English people. <laughs> can, leave it. When is Brexit going to finally happen? <laughs> I think. Um, 
Yeah, no, but he, he didn't respond to English commands. And so you had to, I had to, you know, to, to, to control this dog, I'd have to learn basic French. Oh, wow. Which I thought was, I know, it, I know it's so basic. It's just basic. beneath me. <laughs> it's, really, it's really fun. I think it's, I think it's a really interesting idea that you have to like, learn a language to communicate with this dog. For a dog, yeah. With this I, dog. Think I think it's funny. Also, don't you find, <laughs> when you go to other, con- other countries, dogs and cats look different. Um, you can tell oh. the difference. <laughs> no, you can because like Greek dogs and cats look really different from really Greek. and Italian cats English they gesture cats. lots. Yeah, <laughs> so you know. Covered in pasta. Italian cats love spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do look different. Not all of them, but there are like if you meet a cat in a restaurant on holiday, they just look like a cat. No, they're a bit different. This could be. Edit- I met a yeah. lovely dog on holiday in Greece who was very funny. I mean, my boyfriend and I were having dinner, and the dog and cat were like. They weren't even the restaurant's dog and cat. They were just like a local stray dog and cat. And they sat and watched us eat. And if I didn't feed the dog every single mouthful I had, it nudged my knee. <laughs> oh, that's very cute. That's so Greek. That is so I mean, Greek. So, so it, Greek. And then he was like, <laughs> Efaristo, which means thank you in Greek. I, I think this, this is quite a, it's quite a nice, if this was edited well and like, cleverly enough, it could be an extremely racist part of the show. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, so have you ever noticed how they're just different over there? They just look <laughs> different. And, dogs and the people. Look, I really like the Greek ones. I really like the Greek ones. But you know what I mean. Uh, no, don't I don't you? actually at all. I think also there's that film that's called Water for Elephants or something, and the whole plot line is there is an elephant in that film that has been trained in German. Am I making this up? I don't know. Sounds Maybe quite that was something I, I, else. I think I think you're right because it, it's probably the case that they look different because there's different gene pools, right? And it's like really? unless you're kind of importing yeah. a German Shepherd from Germany, which people exactly. do. Exactly. Like um, we have breeds that are from here, and then and you have breeds that are from other countries, and that is where they look. I different. would say that the Golden Retrievers here look very different from the Canadian Golden Retrievers. It's a very specific example, but I know someone Thank with you. two Golden Retrievers in the US, and they look American. They look yeah. kind of jock-like they look like yeah. they would have beaten me up in high school if i <laughs> yeah. was in america you this know is what I mean. interesting yeah okay well, it's not I'll racist let, i'll let you have it also i always play a game when i'm uh, on the continent uh, which is called hot or dead about dogs are they hot or are they dead oh that's horrible <laughs> they're always just hot don't worry that's so great you're like oh no is that dog hot or dead and you have to go over and check on it do you not you have pets don't you no neither of you do my parents do I used to spend my whole life checking that my cat wasn't dead. He never was. Now he Why is. Why did you think but he was dead? <laughs> because you're like, you look at them and you're like, oh my God, are they not breathing? But they're just breathing do do really that. shallowly. Okay. My cat died in my arms. Oh, It did, yeah. And they put it down. I knew, oh, I knew, dead. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. That's they did, they put, they, uh, they did it at home. They came around, little, little injection. It took oh. a while to get her down. Fuck me. She, she, you know, she was a fighter. Yeah, she's Copy very relaxed. City House at six. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to take long. Come Got on, love. Can we hurry up, please? <laughs> Got a oh, taping so to get sad. to. I cried Poor a lot cat. when my cat died. Yeah, I did too. Loved my I'm cat. Not my family cat. Yeah. He was, um, she was, we had two cats and one was called, well, but my dad, when my mum and dad were together, yeah. got the cats. My dad hates cats. Mm. And so we did not want my mum to get them and she was desperate. And, um, and he said, okay, well, you can get two cats as long as I can name them. And yeah. so he named them after his two least favorite politicians at the time, <laughs> which is Prescott and Hattersley. And so we had, we had Pressy and Hattie. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was quite funny to, to have these two kind of, you know, especially John Prescott as a cat. 
quite a nice idea. What was he like? Uh, yeah, quite, quite actually a bit of a dick. Oh. Punched me in the face on one occasion in a crowd of people, but that was that was the only weird <laughs> situation. Yeah, I genuinely forgot that that was a uh, a joke at that point. I was like, why why was your cat out in public? <laughs> <laughs> And then realised. Then realised old Prescott with the right hook. Oh dear. Good old cats. I was about to be like, yeah, my cat bit through my hand once. And I was like, no, that's <laughs> not what he's talking about. John Prescott. <laughs> um, I, I, mean, the, I, I just think there's dog etiquette. Don't Unwritten ask an rules. owner. Don't ask an owner how old the dog Tell is. Tell them they look nice instead. Tell the owner they look nice. <laughs> they might not even be the owner and it might be me. What's <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> your final rule now. Final rule. Big five. Um, this is yeah. So I kind of I've done an alternate like um, serious, silly, serious, silly mm-hmm. so far, and I'm going to end on a little bit more of a serious one. Okay. Right. Oh, the dog debacle. The dog debacle. <laughs> woof woof. <laughs> that um, the rule. That's, that's not a serious <laughs> no, rule. A French the dog. serious. Woof 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 woof. woof. <laughs> um, I think uh, this is something I literally thought of as you guys arrived. It's about. Um, <laughs> and, and it's have a good fashion sense. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Oh. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's <laughs> joking, joking. Seriously. Uh, no, number five is to think laterally uh, with your goals, and it's a very odd rule, but I'll explain it uh, in the context of um, uh, getting a job. Okay. Because I think in my life, I've like I've had to really think creatively about how I attain what I've wanted to attain because I didn't have uh, any help, you know, with regards to kind of finance or contacts when I came to London with big mm. dreams and big hopes. And yeah. kind of <laughs> little Twinkie Harry, you know, <laughs> coming to London. And, um, and so I had to think really creatively about how I did it. And I've got so many friends of mine or people who contact me and ask for jobs and things who are kind of just scouring jobs pages, waiting for the right job to come up. And I think um, the, the, the final rule is just to kind of be, Think laterally and think creatively about how you can get what you want to get. Well, that might be a job, or it might be, um, you know, I don't know what else people can possibly focus on in life apart from work. <laughs> but um, but for me, it was like, okay, if you want to work for a particular art studio, they're not going to advertise a job on the website which you're going to get. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to go and make an installation in some you know, in Leicester Square or something, perhaps, <laughs> and 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 get some you know, focus on you, get some attention on you and then send it to them and show them how brilliant you are. Yeah. It used to be that you'd send some cupcakes with their logo on it or something and that would attract them. That's not the case anymore. But I think it, I think this final rule is about being genuinely interesting and understanding that process has very little, process and protocol has very little to do with the most interesting opportunities. Mm. The most interesting opportunities I've found always come out of me doing something a little bit extra or a little bit different to, to, to what's expected. So yeah. I think that's my kind of final rule is to be okay. inventive about how you attack your goals. So don't like sit. Don't sit and wait for stuff to happen yeah. to you. Yeah. Because it doesn't. It, do- it just doesn't. And, um, and th- there's so many good people in the world who are really amazing at what they do. And so being good has to be a given. Yeah. And, th- and then after yeah. that, it's all about m- strategy and method so yeah that's it was a bit of a serious one maybe but i think um i think it's important for people to hear because um yeah it, i just get it all the time where people just kind of send me their cv with a really boring cover yeah, letter yeah. i'm like i'm like is if this all, is all you're doing yeah you're then never how, yeah. gonna 
yeah. go anywhere. I also, th- but that's it's interesting because that is a learnt rule. You have learned yeah. that. That yeah. is something that you have gone. I have been through this, and I have done it this way, and that is what has worked for me, and that is what I'm passing on yeah. to the people who would go to Leicester Square for dinner. Yes, but I like I I try and would try and apply this to myself. I'm not sure. Don't know how to say it. Like as in. I'm sure with some things you go, there are people who go, I do not know how to mm. do this. Yeah. I do not know how to reach out to that person who to me seems so far away. Like maybe mm. this is for their dream job and they want to work in whatever. And they go, I don't know how I get from here to there. Do I send a letter? Do I do this? They wouldn't know that no. you don't have to stick to that thing of going on their website doesn't say they have any jobs that isn't always true that's just like a thing to stop people sending stuff in but i don't know if i would i think i'd probably get quite beaten down by that and go well i it is it's but i think all of these rules are are not imagined but they are constructed and and they are at times useful because it does cut the wheat from the chaff it does Mm. it does cut out out people who aren't willing to go the extra mile Mm. but it also cuts people out who could be incredible and find their yeah. you know spirit in these opportunities and aren't given the chance and, and i think the most important thing to remember is that the things between the people that you need to help you on your journey uh, the, the the kind of distance between you is just geography and, and bricks and mortar and receptionists that's yeah. the only thing yeah, separating yeah. me from the head of working title films or whatever it is you know yeah. like if i really want i i just i think personally maybe it comes from a position of privilege but <laughs> i think personally if you have a really great idea or if you have a really great thing uh, and it genuinely has merit there is no reason why you can't at some point in the near future if not now get that in front of the right person yeah. and 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 it might not happen straight away and that's totally fine because nothing should happen straight away mm-hmm. but i think having the belief that you don't have to jump through the hoops that everyone tells you you have to yeah. is important. It's been important to my success in, in, in everything I've done. I think, yeah. You, yeah, you need someone to tell you that. Yeah, I agree. Or you to learn. Or find it. It out. You yeah, find yeah, it yeah. out. And I think actually, if you, I spent a lot of time like literally Wikipediaing lots of people or reading articles and just trying to figure out the mechanics. <laughs> Sorry, I need to take shoes off. Just the, the mechanics. <laughs> You've got itch, guys. You've got to scratch it. Another another rule. Just the mechanics. I can't get it on with one hand now. Just the mechanics of um, of how people did things. And actually, I think the thing in in creative stuff uh, that's really hard to get your head around if you've just been told by like the careers person at your school that you only get a job by applying for a job is that um, it's all based on like there's quite a lot of stuff is based on buzz and about like you have to have done the thing that you want to do before they will believe you can do it. Mm. So, so much is actually you going out on the limb and trying yeah. something at the smallest possible scale in order to then get to the next scale and the next scale and, like, to be taken seriously. And, yeah, like, you just, like work, in a sense, when you if you're trying to do something that's not be a lawyer or a doctor or, a, mm. you know, like something where there's a clear path and you could Google the route and you do the route... Mm your career is going to often be based on things coming to you mm. yeah. rather than you applying for them. Yeah. So you have, there's, it is like f- you, a case of how to prove yourself. I suppose it is actually, I mean, it, it, it can definitely be applied very easily to creative industries, this rule. It can be applied to, I think, most things though as well. Even if you are in a law firm, 
there are there are going to be favourites in that law yeah, firm. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's going to be? Who's, who's gone above and beyond? Look at Elle Woods. Look at hey hey. Look at Elle Woods. She's gone so far. She's now in Big Little Lies. She's in Sweet Home Alabama. And that was because she followed my advice. Yeah. And she, like, she did a video, not a letter, to get into Harvard. Yeah. There you go. There you go, guys. But I think about this in the terms of, like, my brothers are 18 at the moment and they've mm. both just started university. And we are not in the... I don't think they want to go into the industry that I'm in. But I, I look at them and I go, what would... How do you explain to young men and women starting off <laughs> women, in this world? Women work how too. Do you, how well, do you okay. teach them that? Like, how do you... Because I'm sure they could get like i mean also probably me and my brothers have a bit of laziness in us that i go there is that thing if they'd go oh well i applied for that but i can't because they said no mm. that you would just get shut down and go well i'm not gonna bother but it's also but passion, there is right that... because it whatever yeah. job and like and i think this applies from even when you're like applying to a university i do genuinely think the thing that will stand out in an interview for anything mm. is whether you seem to genuinely care because why yeah. If you're if you're sitting in the room and you basically it's quite clear that you just want a job for money. Yeah. Um, I, 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 but then there are some people. Yeah. Okay. There are some people where who I've met um, who were really discouraged, really cared deeply about the profession that they wanted to go into, and then were really discouraged when they couldn't get it at the first mm. the first hurdle, and. Um, and it, it's it's just having that rigor and that kind of ability to reinvent what you're selling every mm-hmm. time, which is yourself, I suppose. And also um, realize that it will probably be the 25th hurdle, not the first yeah, one, yeah, every time. And that's nothing yeah. to do with you and your talent. Yeah, it was, I, I, think, I, th- I think I've pitched probably, documentary-wise, I've probably pitched 40 ideas for yeah. every one film yeah. that I've made. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and that's it, really good and that's a good yeah, yeah. rate and I mean it's like but there and there's just always going to be it's always a very busy environment everyone's kind of if it's a desirable job if it's a desirable yeah. goal you're going for there's going to be other people going for it but mm. um, yeah I just think it's about being inventive and being um, trying to diversify yourself and show that you're more than everyone else and be resilient because <laughs> yeah, resilience. We, no one I mean I think people are talking about it more Often it's in a way that feels a bit um, false and like show-offy. But the fact that for every success is a million failures behind it and mm. you can't... It's so easy to assume that, you know, so-and-so got that opportunity the first time they tried. And and there are examples out there of people that do do that, I suppose. But um, that for most people, you've got to fail repeatedly in order to... In order to build up that resilience yeah. to keep going. Because, yeah, you could go, like, if you have people who go, this is the first hurdle and I'm really put off because i got a no, you're going to go and do something else because it's the people who will go, well, this is just the beginning, that will keep pushing, that will get to the end result. Mm. And that is... What who I stays in the game the longest it, do, it, it does get easier well it yeah. just means you go, like, to, you go and do something else and that is the journey that you yeah, take yeah. If, you, if you don't like how that works you go and do something else and that guides your journey <laughs> that's why I'm still here doing <laughs> I, yeah but that's I think, I think it's, just, it's just not really taking no for an answer it's not yeah. it's saying it's, it's kind of just um, dis- disregarding process and protocol and, and trying to uh, be something interesting and and provide something interesting and and it will be easy to do that if you care. Yeah, it and shouldn't also, be yeah. hard. And also knowing yourself because I I wish there was like a book on types of 
people like and how they work and I'm sure there are books somewhere <laughs> but like but but in terms of the practicalities of work because I realized quite quickly that um if I was doing a job that I felt like I didn't have any control over it it was I w- it, it, basically if I was unhappy or I felt like I wasn't using any of my potential in any way I would actually be a very I probably was very unpleasant to work with because I was so unhappy doing it mm. and as soon as and as soon as I realized that actually I can my output can be huge if I'm doing stuff I love on my terms I basically realized that being self-employed was going to make me do a million times better work and more work yeah but but that's sort of you're told you know oh but you need to be someone's assistant for 10 years or you need to do this and if you believe those things I mean I would have probably pissed off people and been miserable and quit if I'd done the and thing, and not realise how wonderful it could be. Yeah, because yeah. because I, w- I didn't have. I was lucky to meet a couple of people who were like, "No, do this thing that you want to do. Like, listen to the yeah. your gut with in terms of, you know, nobody. N- when I I decided to instead of take a job in film as like an assistant on a set, uh, I decided to earn money through nannying, and people were like, "What are you doing? <laughs> They're like, "You're taking. You're stepping out of the." the world you want to be in and I was like but actually no if I for me to have my money come from something that was completely different and have my headspace free to do the thing I wanted to do yeah that made total sense and it worked but at the time everyone's like oh no do the do the 15k a year job sweeping the office and like because Mm. you have to do that for 10 years and it's like well best pay I've ever heard for sweeping (laughs) 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 I take it and what's wrong (laughs) (laughs) Sweep <laughs> <laughs> the office all day every day every day um no but you know what i mean like yeah. to know yeah. to know yourself and some people work way better with an imposed structure on them and other people yeah hate that's that. that's the important thing to remember is that you don't have to be this kind of crazy unique person to succeed no, yeah. i think actually the, the the beauty of it is a lot of the time especially in industry like film my industry you, you don't um there i i there are as many people that have gone to film school that I know that are successful who haven't. Yeah. There's so many people who haven't done a degree in film. There's people who have had no degree at all. I've only got GCSEs, for God's sake. Like There are so many routes into it. There's almost no point in, in, in recommending one route because no. the only route that really is ever going to work is yours. And, and, and as long as it feels it. natural, that that's the route you should take rather than kind of mimicking anyone else. Because as soon as you do that, yeah. you're on a really, on a really dangerous... Uh, route because they didn't do that they didn't predict their route they didn't no. mean to do, use the route they did so don't mimic theirs for and God's also sake. it just means you end up in comparisons which yeah. Is yeah. yeah and also you don't know circumstance it's like yeah. you could look at the uh the the or see a Q&A about somebody who's like yeah well I just you know made this stuff for five years and then I got a a massive movie in Hollywood or whatever mm. but you it's like you don't know if they the didn't film. have to yeah was it a connection that was there that they haven't mentioned did they not have to pay rent or earn any money for five yeah. years so that, that was all they could do like if you are going to have to be having side jobs yeah then like that will change your journey like it's it's, it's about yeah knowing I, I broke it down into what do I need to survive financially yeah and what am I will it what are the sort of jobs that aren't my dream jobs but that I'd be happy at and good at work those out figure out some hours that can work for you and then you have your like spare space to Mm. to pursue the career but it's really it's hard because if especially I don't know if you feel like this but I think it's probably straight after university or school or whatever but when you feel like you need the job yeah 
and the idea of like part-time this and part-time that and a bit of that doesn't Scares seem you. like yeah it doesn't seem like a clear solid thing and your parents might be like what are you doing Oh no, that's I've not a real. That. It is just, it is just the whole, the whole, the whole, th- the whole thing is very scary. I think the responsibility is very, is very scary. But um, yeah, I mean, you just got to think practically, and that's what I mean by la- at the very start. I said mm. kind of laterally thinking about it. You know, create, being creative is thinking laterally and thinking of multiple solutions for the same problem, and understanding that that there's plenty of options for everyone. It's not a kind of you know direct route. There's no single thing you should do. And, and no it's one a long game. Te- no one can tell you that you should do it. And yeah, yeah, no one's got any patience at the beginning. Yeah. But when you kind of, I think especially in film, when you realise films take years and years and yeah. years to make, you, you realise that um, you, you can have plenty of patience because it's just, it's just a long process. You it's like, to. it's always like, I, I was compared to stopping an oil oil tanker. Do you know how long <laughs> it takes to stop an oil tanker? No. Five, five miles. Wow. It takes. So before you stop an oil tanker, you have to decide five miles Jesus before. Jesus Christ. Because they do go too quickly. They're, they're so quick and they're in the water and they're so heavy. They're really hard to stop. And I think a film is a lot like that. As well as you <laughs> really can see the problem. I didn't know five that. miles ahead and, you, and and actually you have a lot of time to figure out these iron out these issues um and how do and you know like what if you need to stop at a service station and you need a i ring? don't think there's service stations for all tankers <laughs> oh you, on, on the, the on the sea not, not on the, the bloody road. road what do you mean like a boat a big, a big old boat Oh, oil tankers. Not like a tank of oil on the road. That would be excessive. Wouldn't it? <laughs> five miles that on exists. the m3 <laughs> yeah, it does it does it does yeah. i just said it wrong I but anyway, nice profound, nice profound end I to that like point. That. Yeah, nice um, profound end to me not knowing what an oil tanker is. <laughs> God, I thought yeah. I did. Anyway, what if you need to stop a welcome break? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are welcome breaks on the sea, actually, Pat. <laughs> okay, I agree to disagree. Uh, thank you so much, Harry. No, thank yeah, you. Thanks. An interesting bunch of rules. I never know what's going to come out, and I like it when it's things I wasn't expecting at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I wasn't preempting any of those rules. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. they were great. Thank I just you. didn't want to be boring. You weren't boring. You weren't Excellent boring, news. and you did. You got some good laughs. You got some good stories out. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of people on Twitter asking you career advice now. So yeah, uh, prepare yeah yourself I love for it. That. Come at Harry me. Harry will be releasing a book <laughs> called yeah. Lateral Thinking. Yeah. Lateral Thinking. Going Hitchens. into jobs. <laughs> out. Lateral Thinking. Stop asking me how do- old my dog is. <laughs> <laughs> out next year. Sounds Thank perfect. you, Harry. Thank Thanks. Well, that was a wonderful episode. Brilliant, wasn't it? Brilliant, Beth. <laughs> uh, I fully uh, con- agree Condone. with the Leicester Square. Condone that very much. Find your... Please do actually tweet us your Leicester Squares. Yeah, the other versions of Leicester Square. I'm I've, sure they're in the, there's other ones in the country too. Yeah. What's the, the Leicester Square of Manchester, for Ooh, example? I don't know. The, the Leicester Square of Liverpool is Concert Square. There you go. Which they're all probably went, squares. No, they're all squares. <laughs> <laughs> Albert Square. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're never ever going to ask Harry about his dogs. They're um, not even his dogs. They're not even his dogs. Which look. is worse. But Harry just wants some compliments. If about you how see he him looks. in the street, yeah. stop complimenting the dog. Ignore the dog. Sitting. Imagine the joy on his face <laughs> if you didn't even look at the dog and instead you patted him on the shoulder and you said, How old are you? Mm. Yeah. 
how are you feeling and today? Then, I, yeah, don't go around asking random people <laughs> how old they are because it could be quite predatory. Uh, so next week for episode 29, we're nearly at Dirty 30, which I can't really believe. No, I know. Mad. When is our anniversary? What anniversary? What, when we started? One year anniversary. We'll figure that out and we'll do a celebration. We'll work it out because we're going to have to pay Podbean some more money. <laughs> um, yeah, so for tw- episode 29, we have a comedian and voiceover performer and actor daniel barker yes. who is very very funny he's been in oh camping with julia davis uh, he's in a lot of jamie dimitri's sketches and tashanelli's stuff uh, and he's just a very very talented funny old man he's not old Young. don't ask him how old he is <laughs> uh but in the meantime have a very very nice weekend and we'll see you next week and uh, we'll be back to tell you more about helen's hot legs when she eats potatoes <laughs> next week <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>